Leadership can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to Rerooted and Thriving, a space to empower and inspire women to lead with authenticity and own their voices. I'm Dr. Tamara Dias, book lover, occasional runner, and a woman on a mission to help you cultivate a sustainable leadership journey. Let's get started. So excited that you've decided to join me for this episode. And before we jump into my topic for the day, what I actually want to talk about, the first thing that I must do is start off with some gratitude. Y'all, I am so thankful for each of you that listened to episode one. As I shared in the episode, I talked about my journey to wanting to start a podcast, waiting, not doing it, stalling on what I actually wanted to see happen for myself. It was a long time coming. So I really just want to thank every person who listened, who shared it, who tweeted it, who DM'd me about it because they listened and they heard something that resonated with them. I just really want to thank each of you. It means a lot that you listened and that you took the time not only to listen, but to share it and to actually, you know, give me some feedback about it, which I also really appreciate. I don't take any of that for granted. And I hope that you'll join me each week as I share um, things that I'm learning and things that I think can help you in your own leadership journey. All right, let's jump in to episode two and what I'd like to talk about. So I really wanted to get into this broad conversation around relationships and specifically professional relationships in the workplace and building our networks. As I reflected on my own journey in leadership, you know, having been in several positions over the past decade, that quote that we hear so often, y'all, it's not what you know, it's who you know, has been so true for me many, many, many times. Now, let me say this. This does not mean that I've gotten a ton of opportunities and promotions and jobs simply because somebody knew me and made a phone call. I've had a lot of experience in a variety of, of settings and workplaces. I also have, you know, a very specific educational background. Um, I have a few specializations that I consider myself an expert in. So I will say that there have been times where I have been a great candidate for something. I had everything that they were looking for. I've been super qualified. And it's been a relationship with someone that has allowed me to really navigate that opportunity and get access. So today, I figured it would be helpful to just share some information with you all on that first step in building your network, if you are someone who is doing two things right now, maybe even three. So you may be someone who says, I have a specific goal that I want to accomplish right now. Maybe you want to get a promotion in the next six to nine months. If, if that's you, then this is the perfect episode for you. Maybe you're someone who says, you know, being, you know, during COVID, having the job that I have really showed me that I need to grow my network. I need to, to check who's in my network and make the steps to grow it and bring some folks in. Maybe that's you. You're someone who maybe hasn't been super intentional about building your network. This is the episode for you. And then three, if you are someone who is entering into a new role or a new position, so maybe you switch sectors or you're in a new company or a new organization, or maybe this is your very first leadership opportunity. This is absolutely what you need to listen to. Because the information that I'm going to share today will be helpful as you really lay down those bricks to build the foundation to get you to where you want to go. Today, I want to talk about the importance of doing a relationship audit. What is a relationship audit? 
on this podcast in the future, you'll probably hear me talk a lot about doing audits because I do them in my own life in a ton of different areas. But today, I'm specifically going to talk about what a relationship audit looks like. That is when you sit down and you do a reflective exercise and you analyze where you are right now and create a path to where you actually want to get to. The audit piece is really the reflection piece where you're walking yourself through some questions before you take any action. Oftentimes we set these goals, right? Like we think, I really want to get a promotion in the next six to nine months. And we can immediately feel like the first thing I need to do is go out here and look at all these different positions that I want. And while that may be important, doing an audit first before you do any anything, before you take any action is super helpful. Because I always say you can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where you are right now. Doing that audit first gives you the information that you need to be able to have an understanding of the next steps you need to take. Your time is invaluable. So we don't want to go out here and just start doing things without intention. Doing this audit will give you the foundation that you need to cultivate meaningful relationships in your workplace, meaningful relationships in your leadership journey. So let's jump right in. Here are the three questions that I want you to ask yourself while doing your relationship audit. The first thing you're going to do is ask yourself, who do I already know? Get a sheet of paper. One of my favorite activities to do is a brain dump. I love a good brain dump. Right at the top, who do I know? Draw a line down the middle of that paper. On the left side, write down everybody that you know who is already in your, your current sector, your organization, or your area of specialty. So for example, if you're listening and you are a school principal, you may write down all the other school principals that you know. You may write down all the other people in educational leadership that you know. Those would be the people I put on the left side. The right side of that line, put down the people you know who are in the professional space, but maybe not specifically in your network. So again, if I'm a school principal, on that side, I may put somebody who I know who is a chief operating officer for a major corporation or somebody who is an executive director at a local nonprofit. Not specifically in my in my niche area, but there's someone who's who's in my network already. So why do we do this? What is the whole point of doing this first? Again, before you take any action to build your network and to grow your network, you first got to ask yourself, who do I already know? Who's already in my network? Comb through your social media pages. Look at your Facebook, your Twitter, your LinkedIn. Look at, look at your Instagram. Check your email. You've probably had several email conversations with people who are in your network that you just aren't thinking about because you maybe don't talk to them every week or so. You talk maybe a couple times a year. Look at who you've built those relationships with and you've shared conversations with on email. Add them to your list too. Really take time and comb through the people who are already in your network. We start with this because I think it's always great to start from a place of confidence and reaffirming where we are right now. Whenever we start something new, it's so easy to get caught up in the fact that you want this big goal for yourself and you feel a little intimidated by it and making sure that it comes to fruition. I've set goals for myself and been so scared about them and I get so caught up in the actual outcome that I get afraid to actually take steps where I am right now. We do this first because by unpacking who you already know, I hope you you figure out that you actually know more people than you think you do 
and that you already have a solid network right now. This list doesn't have to have 30 names on it. Maybe you're starting with three to five names, but you have a network. So the first thing that we want to do is remind ourselves that we have a network of people already. The second question that you're going to ask yourself in your relationship audit is, who do I need to bring into my network? So now we've made the list of everybody that we we know, the people that are in our network already. And now we're looking at, okay, how do I put these things, how do I put the puzzle together? How do I fill in these gaps? One of the best ways to do this is by looking at a strengths-based approach, using a strengths assessment. I'm a certified strengths-based coach, so I always say working from your strengths, then looking at your areas of growth and building your network from there. So looking at things that you're really good at and thinking about, okay, I'm not so good at these things over here. Who do I need to bring in to give me the support that I need to make to make me more balanced? An example, I tend to be a very visionary person. You give me something and I can likely envision a goal for you within the next three, five, seven, ten 10 years. I'm very big picture. But sometimes I'm not as detail oriented as I need to be or as I would like to be. So I try to bring people around me who are detail oriented. I try to have colleagues around me so that when I'm calling them for feedback or support, I know that they're going to bring a different lens than the one that I already had. As you're thinking about who you want to bring into your network, really think about who is going to bring you a different perspective than the one you already have. Not saying that you shouldn't be around like-minded people. You can have similar values, similar characteristics. They can just have a different approach that really gives you a robust perspective to consider. Additionally, one thing that I want you to think about is looking at that list of people that you made. Maybe you're a little heavy on one side or the other. So maybe you know your list of people within your network was 30. People outside your network was two. So maybe you're thinking, okay, I know a ton of people. I have great relationships with people who are already in my field, but I actually want to get a little bit more people in a few more people in my network who aren't in my field. I don't want to be surrounded by principals all day. I don't want to be surrounded by superintendents all day. I want a few more chief operating officers, a few more program directors. I need a little bit more variety in my life. Look at those two lists, figure out who you may need to bring in from different backgrounds and different sectors as well. The third question that you're going to ask yourself, third and final question, I probably could have made this list super long, but I'm going to stop at three just because, you know, we don't have all day. The third question that I want you to ask yourself is, who can help me build these new relationships? Who can help me build these new relationships? You're going to use the answers to questions one and two to help you answer number three. So the first thing you're going to do is look at everybody that you wrote down as a response to question number one, and then compare it against the list that you have in question number two. And ask yourself, is there anybody on the first list that has existing relationships with the people or the type of people that I'm looking to bring into my network or the people that I've told myself after answering question number two, these are the people that I need in my network. Is there anybody who I answered in question one that can help me build those connections? Who can kind of close the the loop for me? You may find that you already have existing relationships with people and then they have bigger networks. So maybe a superintendent that you know has a great relationship with someone who is a chief executive officer for a national nonprofit. 
And maybe that superintendent is able to connect you with that person. So now you're able to build and cultivate your own relationship. You oftentimes aren't going to be starting from scratch. So be reassured. A lot of times when we try to build our network, I think it's easy for us to think, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much work. I got to go out here and meet 8,000 people. And that is not the case. Again, we start from this, this first question because I wanted you to be reassured that you probably have a robust network already. So looking at that first list and figuring out how you can ask those people to come in and advocate and be kind of the link. Maybe they set up an email between you and someone that you would like to have a conversation with or have coffee with. Really tap into the people who are already in your network. Second part of this is understand that it doesn't have to be one person. So I'm pretty sure just about every niche area has a professional organization of some sort. There's probably an organization for like vegan teachers who love running. Like it probably gets super specific. There is likely a network that exists, an organization that exists for whatever it is that you do in the area that you want to grow. When I was a classroom teacher, I taught Spanish. I was in several organizations specifically for Spanish teachers. I taught middle school. So I was even one for specifically middle school Spanish teachers. Um, And then I was in a group for middle school Spanish teachers in my state. So it got super specific and I was really able to tap into networks that had people who were experiencing similar challenges as I was, and we were able to all support each other. So ask yourself too, maybe if I don't know a ton of people right now, is there a professional organization that I can join that can help get me to where I need to go to? There's a lot of organizations out there, so I definitely don't suggest joining five at a time. Start with one. Join one, go to some of their virtual events, go to some of their in-person events if you feel comfortable and safe and really make make a goal. Maybe I want to meet two to three people every time I go to these events. These professional organizations set up events already. That's a part of you being a member of this organization. Your dues goes to making sure these events happen. So joining a professional organization and being able to build those relationships is why people do it. And the great thing is that just as much as you're probably thinking about, I have my list, I have my goal, I'm thinking about who I want to bring in, there's people who want to meet you too, right? Like there's people who are coming looking for you. They want to bring someone like you into their network. So then it becomes more of a partnership. So I can, I, I think that sometimes we can feel like it's just me looking to build my network out here. I'm all alone. That is not true. Lots of people are looking to grow. So it could be awesome if you also meet people who, are looking to grow their networks, and then you have a bigger support system as well. Okay, starting from the top, just going to revisit top three questions here. The first thing you're going to ask is, who do I know? Again, make that list, draw a line down the middle, make two lists of the people that you know in your network, um, within your sector specifically, or in your organization. And then on the other side, people who are outside of your organization. Number two is, who do I need to bring in? Looking at that list that you just made, looking at your strengths, looking at the areas where you need to grow, who do you need to bring in to give you a more balanced perspective? As leaders, it is very important that we bring in different perspectives to make sure that we have a balanced view of the work we're doing. As a leader, I have grown immensely by having people around me who see situations from a different perspective than I do. And when we build relationships, we have to make sure that we're intentional about bringing in different perspectives into our lives. So that question is going to give you 
that step that you need to take into figuring out who do I need to bring in to make me a more balanced leader? And the third is who can help me bring these people in? Who can help me build these relationships? Using the people that you wrote down as your answer to number one, maybe you have somebody on that list who can help you. And then remembering that you can join professional organizations. You can go to networking events, both virtually and in person. Thinking about the different pathways that you can take to bring in the people that you need into your circle. And I suggest doing this audit. So asking yourself these three questions, taking notes about these three questions quarterly. Again, if you have a goal in mind right now where you're like, I want to be somewhere within six months, maybe you want to do it more frequently once every two months or once every month at the end of a month, you sit down, you write down the answers to these questions and you're constantly reflecting on how you want to grow in each of these areas. Um, And so hopefully your answer to number one, as you're asking yourself this throughout the audit process, will get longer. As you're making that list of who do I know, you'll be coming back to it every quarter like, oh, I'm adding five, six names to this list. I'm adding three or four names because as I'm joining these organizations, as I've attended some events, as I've tried to maximize my existing relationships, I've grown my network and I've been able to connect with even more people. So the goal is that that answer to number one is going to continue to grow and continue to build. All right, that's going to bring us to the close of this week's episode, focusing on relationships, because it's not always what you know, but it's definitely who you know that helps you maximize your potential as a leader. I said I was going to finish every episode with a pearl of wisdom. Today is no different. And today's Pearl of Wisdom is actually called a Pearl of Wisdom. Um, I read a book a few years ago that I loved by Carla Harris. Um, She was a chairman, managing director, and senior client advisor at Morgan Stanley. She's a Harvard grad. She's an amazing woman. Um, And she's also a published gospel singer. She has an amazing voice. Um, But Carla Harris wrote a book a few years ago called Strategize to Win. And at the end of every chapter, she actually finishes with a Pearl of Wisdom. So today... I'm going to give you one of Carla's pearls to close our discussion on relationships in leadership. You create relationship currency by making the time and effort to connect with people over business and personal topics. Be deliberate about connecting with people. True relationship currency will motivate people to act on your behalf. And that's from Carla Harris. And again, understanding that as we build our relationships, as we look to grow as leaders, knowing that these relationships will give us a return on our investment. The more intentional we are about building effective relationships, engaging relationships with people as leaders, the more that we will see not only do we become better, but we build partnerships where we also start to see our expertise being leveraged to help other people as well. Thank you so much for listening to episode two, and I hope to see you right back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rerooted and Thriving. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tamara W. Dias. And if you're interested in leadership coaching, check out my website, www.tamradias.com for details on coaching offerings. See you next week.